Hello, you're listening to Industry Insights, the podcast from Wired Score that explores how technology is shaping the future of real estate. We hear from some of the leading thinkers in the industry about the opportunities of today and the challenges of tomorrow that come with creating the world's smartest spaces. In this episode, we get the view of the developer. The focus on tenant experience, we're seeing more and more of that and that requirement so across all the markets. So that's what keeps on raising the bar and the expectation. There's a tremendous amount of effort and thought that goes into making the technology actually speak together so that it is seamless. I'm Katie Klein, North America Country Director here at Wired Score, the certification company dedicated to making the world's buildings smarter and better connected. Building, leasing, and selling, they do it all. Today's guests bring a wide spectrum of experience to the podcast. Welcome to Ben Yana and Charlie Fouché from Skanska, one of the world's largest development and construction companies. Can we kick off with an overview of what your roles are at Skanska? My name is Charlie Fouché, a vice president at Skanska Commercial Development. Uh, Skanska Commercial Development is a a global contractor developer. We have been in the United States here for the last 10 plus years as a developer. We have offices in Seattle, where I'm located, Houston, DC, LA, and Boston. And we are focused on delivering the most forward-looking class A plus office and multifamily buildings. And I'm Ben Yana, I'm Vice President of Development in our Houston office. We currently have 1550 on the green under construction, which is a a 28-story Class A office building in downtown Houston. Thanks for being with us. If I can come to you first, Charlie, what are the types of things your tenants are asking about? It's a great question, Katie. I think what we're seeing from the tenants in our market is definitely an attraction to sustainability features of our projects, uh, through the technology of our projects, and also just, quite frankly, the, the programming of our projects, whether that be through the ground plane or the amenities of the building. We are highly focused on just how the building interacts with the urban landscape, and, and tenants are definitely interested in that. Ben, similar? Yeah, maybe just to add a little bit on to what Charlie was saying as well. You know, we really see a renewed focus on health and wellness, so that's always been part of the programming that we've done, but also the renewed focus now with air quality and the fitness centers and outdoor spaces and then access to fresh air and light. I know, Charlie, being in Seattle and thinking about some of the potential tenants that are there, do you think that plays into any of this heightened focus in certain areas that you just discussed? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that uh, being here on the West Coast and in Seattle, there's definitely a focus on uh, sustainability, health and wellness. Our customers, they're solely focused right now on attracting and retaining talent. And so how do we develop and design a building that gives them the leverage that they need in order to attract and retain that talent? I mean, it's um, I mean, you've, you've seen the stats. And Ben, something else that comes to mind is I know there's been an influx of people, of businesses into Texas. What are you sort of seeing on your end in terms of just tenants coming to the market, what they're looking for. We're in five markets in the U.S. So, you know, Charlie's in Seattle. I'm in Houston. We're also in Los Angeles, Boston, and D.C. And I think one similarity we have across all of our markets is that, you know, the really forward-looking, forward-thinking tenants are kind of our target audience. So we're, we just do ground-up new construction. We do the most highly amenitized, kind of innovative, uh, technologically advanced projects. So really what the tenants are looking across all across all those different markets is very, very similar. So they're looking for that 
the ability to recruit and retain, uh, like Charlie just mentioned. Do you see tech as its own pillar or do you see tech underlying all those things and, and other pillars potentially? Yeah, I think that tech underlines all of those pillars. I mean, I feel like every tenant these days is a tech tenant, uh, regardless of how you actually make money. Tech is such a big part of all of our lives, both at a personal and a professional level. And there's no doubt that tech is at the forefront of every single discussion that we have when designing and developing our buildings. How do you think that standard, that tech standard has changed over the past couple of years? I think the tenants and our eventual buyers of our buildings, their expectations are really, really elevated. For every project, we're trying to continue to push a boundary on amenities, the tenant experience, and technology. Ben and I were discussing yesterday in regards to just what we've seen in tech over the years, and, and, and Ben actually stated it was a good observation that you know, tech is now at our fingertips. You know, it's how we now interface with the building. That didn't exist 10 years ago, where you can interface with the building at an individual level rather than, you know, having to go through maybe a facility director or, or someone of that nature. Have you seen that responsibility of technology shift a little bit from the tenant to you? Yeah, I think there's been a little bit of a shift uh, for sure. But again, I think it, it comes back to my earlier comment in terms of j- just the tenant's expectations, I think, are continuing to elevate both across tech and then as Ben mentioned, you know, just amongst amenities and, and what a building can offer a tenant. I'd say a little bit has shifted our direction for sure. An explicit example of that would be, as we represent, we're the, you know, the newest, shiniest, best buildings. So again, the expectation is when they're in the building, their cell phone works. It's not a, it's not in question. So the, the, there's a lot more investment being made on the landlord side for that infrastructure. I know developing buildings presents challenges around not exactly knowing the exact requirements of your tenants. How do you think about enabling technology to meet that wide range of demands? One of the important parts of technology is that it offers it has the ability to offer the ultimate flexibility for the future. And so that investment into technology with that flexibility offered just allows us to adapt and give our customers, our tenants and buyers that utmost confidence in the building in which they're locating in or or buying. You mentioned some tech and smart initiatives and platforms like tenant um, experience apps. What are some of those other tech or smart initiatives that you're putting in place across your portfolio and, and why? I think one of the things we're really excited about at our project, um, our office project in Bellevue, Washington, we are installing a product called View Glass uh, within our building where I think what we're, it's basically self-tinting glass according to wherever the solar array is at the time. But I think the thing that we're most excited about it is, is that it also is offering where your curtain wall or your window system that's on the building can actually be a network and in the future. And so it's basically creating a, a network net, so to speak, around the building. And that has, we believe, has a tremendous amount of potential. We're starting to do a lot more integration between access control and that tenant experience. So as they come through the garage and through security, it becomes more seamless, more of a tenant experience facing, uh, taking the technology and try to try to automate some of that experience. I think the other thing too, Katie, that we're seeing across our portfolio is just the amount of focus on the health and wellness of the building, so to speak, through mechanical systems. And that's both in the in the system itself and also in the monitoring capability of you know the environment within the building. It's something that we've seen tenants be very focused on. So that point on technology underpinning so much. Like I'd love to hear more, Charlie, about what 
what that actually looks like. One is just, you know, there's just a lot more sensors now within a building that measure all sorts of things, CO2, there's the fire alarm as well, temperature, solar. It's not a building anymore, right? For lack of a better term. I mean, it's it's really a living, breathing structure. And so I think the other part we're seeing is with those monitoring system is also just how the system adapts to such conditions. And so for instance, like we've seen some new filtration on the, these HVAC systems where they're literally using like electrodes to basically zap particles out of the air, right? To keep the air clean. It's kind of like a bug zapper, right? But for stuff and particles we can't see, but it's just ensuring that healthy environment within the building. What do you think most developers are getting right at the moment? The focus on kind of tenant experience, we're seeing more and more of that and that requirement sort of sure. across all the markets. So that's what keeps on raising the bar and the expectation. And we hope to see the continued focus on sustainability in our with our competitors and also in the industry as a whole. And you know, we're really trying to push the market on both of those fronts and, and all the projects we do, uh, especially on the sustainability side. You know, being a leader in the industry, we we, we find it incumbent upon us to kind of lead lead the charge there, where it goes with carbon or energy efficiency. Yeah, I think to add on to that, I think the benefactors of being in such a, a good market that we've had for the last you know, five, six, seven years is just that that competition amongst us as developers has really elevated the projects as we are all in competition for tenants. And I think that with that continued competition, it's only going to make us deliver better projects when it comes to technology and sustainability and doing our part. What do you think is misunderstood about smart technology? Obviously, every day we're reading about smart this, smart that. What's misunderstood from where you sit? We are surrounded by technology on a daily basis at a very high level with what the phone has done in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. The technology ecosystems of buildings within 1550 on the green or the eight, that doesn't just happen. I mean, there's a tremendous amount, again, of thought uh, and preparation that goes into providing such an seamless experience. I think one of the things very misunderstood is the scale of the data and the information we're collecting. Right, there's so much information we're collecting, and, and kind of how to best make use of that. So that whole part of it is just now emerging. I think of what do you do with all of this data, and how do you uh, start making sense of it and reacting to it. People don't understand that there's all this great technology in the world, but it doesn't all talk to each other. And so there's a tremendous amount of effort and thought that goes into making the technology actually speak together so that it is seamless for the end user. An example of that would be your elevator system doesn't necessarily speak with your access control system into the building. And so, you know, our goal is to basically make it so it's a touchless system throughout the entire building. And that takes a lot of expertise um, and a lot of really smart people to, to solve that. Ben, Charlie, what a great discussion. Thank you for sharing all your insights. Clearly you're on the cutting edge here. That's it for this episode. My thanks to Ben and Charlie for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. I'm Katie Klein. Thanks for listening.